Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and it's a pretty big day here at Forbes India as Forbes celebrates its second anniversary. Joining me over the phone to talk about what this anniversary special will look like and what it has in store for all of us, I have the associate editor Dinesh Narayan on the other line joining from God's own country if I'm right Dinesh. Hi. That's right. Hi Abhishek. Thank you very much. It's been always a pleasure talking to you. Great to have you. It's, uh, how hot is it out there in Kerala? Because I, I'll tell you why I asked that. In, in John Wright's uh, book, Indian Summers, with the former Indian coach, he said that in South India, especially in Kerala and Chennai, there are only three kinds of weathers. Hot, hotter and hottest. So how, how is it out there? Well, actually, the weather is quite balmy here, but uh, it's been raining off and on. So sometimes it's quite pleasant. Certainly not as hot as Delhi. And I have to go back to Delhi this evening. Ah, all right. So, good luck with that, with shuffling between hot and cold clothes. Exactly a year ago, Indrajit Gupta, the editor, and Charles Assisi, the executive editor, we talked about the first anniversary where you invited 25 minds from across different domains like literature, medicine, business, and you posed them a simple question that what is one idea that they feel in their particular domains can change the world? And it turned out to be an interesting exercise. So what's it going to be this time around, Dinesh? Well, last year the whole idea was to bring together uh, a set of people who were very well known in their own fields mm-hmm. and they, they came from diverse backgrounds, uh, academicians, they were public thinkers. This time around on our second anniversary, we in some ways we are taking it forward. We are asking a similar set of people who are quite very well known like uh, Azim Premji of Vipro or Shashi Tharoor, asked all of them to write on some of the uh, so to say, a uh, burning issues of our times. That is that has been the theme of uh, this anniversary edition. Right. So, w- what do you want to start with? Because there are a series of articles. Let's start with something that uh, you might want to talk about. In fact, I mean, I don't have a particular favorite in them. One of the things which we did this time around is that, in a sense, there is not a central theme binding all of the articles. They are all diverse pieces on different subjects. Right. But if I were to say uh, one thing which goes through all these things is all of them are in some ways uh, very hot topics of the day. Say, for example, Dr. Shishtarul is writing about on a topic called War for Peace. Now, in many areas of the world, there are these conflicts raging where other countries have intervened in them. Like, say, for example, we are talking about Libya or Afghanistan or Iraq. All these places, some other country has intervened there. And many other times it has been posed as a question of saving democracy or bringing peace to those countries. Those have been, you know, some of the very interesting topics and they're dealing with some of the interesting conflicts in the world. Right. So in other words, uh, these, the gentlemen that you involved in writing these articles, they give out their opinion in the field that they are from. And they are, uh, like you said, hot topic. For instance, there is another one which is, which is not as serious, but an interesting one that Mr. Vijay Govindrajan, or VG, who's uh, an HBS alumnus and a visiting faculty at uh, HBS and INSEAD, he says that how the concept of innovation or duct tape ingenuity or what we like to call Jugad in India has uh, taken companies like Godrej and GE to another level. What is your opinion on on the whole concept of uh, uh, Jugad Dinesh, considering that, you know, the West generally thinks that we 
love to brand simple innovations as jugad when it is actually an engineering solution yeah jugad is a term uh, which comes from indian villages and uh, you know you would often hear this word in places like even delhi mm-hmm. i mean the word comes from a very interesting vehicle which has been put together in parts of up and bihar it is just a diesel engine which is mounted on a sort of wooden frame attached to a trailer it transports people it transports grain it transports anything anything which which you know a diesel powered engine can do but that mm-hmm. engine is not necessarily meant for a vehicle that engine is also used for uh, pulling water out of a well and mm-hmm. uh, irrigating fields now that is where the word jugad comes from and that vehicle is called jugad in uh, up and those areas jugad is seen as an ingenious way to find solutions when all the resources are not really available vijay govindrajan talks about that how it has become a management philosophy in itself and he talks about the g machine the electrocardiogram machine mm-hmm. which they built it at one tenth of the money they had built it for india but then now it is becoming popular in other places as well because a lot of these places cannot afford the high technology which comes with a very high cost right and i think he mentions that they took a leaf out of the books of uh, the tickets that are printed you know the bus conductors that give out tickets to yes, the, yes. so they used some some similar kind of technology moving ahead for lack of time i think dinesh we'll have to you know rush through yes. the, the, the different topics that we have and that that are being covered in this uh, issue the second one is being talked about by uh, mr raju narisetti the managing editor at washington post he he mentions a very startling statistic uh, in the us he says that in 2010 28.1 million read washington post they read online and they lost 35000 readers in 2001 which incidentally translates to 9.6 million us dollars uh, which hmm. is in stark contrast with what's happening in india so can you just take us through the the articles that mr t nainan has written about india at the indian print media and uh, what the american print media hasn't store and especially you working in the in the domain as well <laughs> yeah one of the things about the western media is that western media is a high cost enterprise in that sense mm-hmm. uh, they spend a lot of money on uh, research they spend a lot of money on sending people to the ground and they, they invest a lot of money in design they pay very highly to the journalists as well as agents everyone that is uh, one model that model sort of crumbled after the arrival of the internet and the explosion in sort of personal journalism so to so to say because a lot of content on the internet is free now nainan talks about how probably the cost model of the western media was bloated in india it has not been so indian newspapers have been running on tight budgets right but uh, dinesh don't you feel that in india like unlike in the us where people are literate there is broadband connectivity everywhere in india with 74% literacy people are getting literate first and then computer literate forget the rural areas even today when two people talk over a morning cup of tea at office hmm. the the phrase is aaj ka paper padha gaya did you read today's paper and it's not did you read today's news so even today we have that word paper and if you ask a bunch of people even me i have i subscribe to three newspapers i can bet that you subscribe to more than one in spite of we having an online medium yes that's possible i mean tn nainan editorial director of uh, business standard makes the same as the same point a newspaper which charges 90 rupees per copy loses money but one that charges only rupees 350 makes money even though the revenue structure is comparable right 90 rupees we are talking about uh, new york times and uh, new york times yes 
three locations okay. keep us for the Times of India. Now, both of them have a similar revenue structure that 70 to 90% of the revenues come mm-hmm. from advertising. And the US spends a far higher proportion of its GDP on mm-hmm. advertising than India does. Yet, American papers are losing money. That's the point which Nainan makes. This conflict will take some time to get resolved in the U.S. and probably since Indian newspapers have much better managed cost structures, the Indian businesses will continue to grow at least for some time. Well, moving ahead for lack of time, last couple of topics. So one question that I had was what is Mr. Jaggi Vasudev doing in Forbes India Business Magazine? Who is he for people who don't know about him? Well, Jaggi Vasudev is a very well-known spiritual guru. Right. And the founder of uh, Isha Foundation. I'm sure a lot of people would have heard of Isha Yoga. Right. And he teaches that. He has uh, institutes all over the world. And Jaggi Vasudev is known to be a golf-loving yogi in that sense. <laughs> we included Jaggi Vasudev in this because we wanted someone to speak about personal faith and belief and religion. Because religion mm-hmm. is one of the, unfortunately become one of the sources of conflict in modern times. And it has become quite uh, entangled with uh, politics in the world right now. There has always been an interplay between religion and power throughout history. But right now, it's probably much more pronounced than ever in history. That is the reason why we asked uh, Sadhguru Jaggi Vasudev to write for us. You you do think that he has a place in, in Forbes India? Oh, certainly. Because, see, if you look around the world, why is yoga picking up so much in the world over the past, say, 10, 20, 25 years? Yoga itself is getting reinterpreted by many people. Other forms of faith are also getting rejuvenated in many parts of the world. People are looking for a lot of solace or succor from their everyday hurly-burly of life. And they want some peace of mind at some place. And many people find that in faith. Yep, that's interesting. And uh, just one final topic, moving from uh, a a yogi to modern times, uh, Mr. Rakuram Rajan, who is the... He is a former IMF chief economist and he is also an honorary advisor to the Prime Minister, economic advisor to the Prime Minister. Right. Your team had a chance to interview him and he's seen two eras is what he says, both the license Raj while growing up and then the complete opposite in the US where lack of regulation hmm. caused what happened to the likes of Lehman Brothers a couple of years ago. But if you could tell us what does it mean for India and... Yeah, the whole question of regulation came into very starkly stared at everyone post Lehman crisis. And this whole debate started across the world among regulators and governments and businesses that how much should you regulate businesses and enterprises so that you know they don't do anything which would cause some sort of harm to the system or create systemic risks which might bring down the system as a whole which was the debate post-2008. And that debate is still continuing. But yes, many countries have tightened regulation. The G20 itself, where now India and China are also there as uh, strong players, the G20 itself is Mm -hmm. talking about regulation. Like Professor Rajan says, too much regulation also kills competition. It's not just uh, lack of regulation which could kill competition. Too much regulation also could kill competition. And also there is a danger of regulation itself being hijacked by a few powerful people in business so that it suits their purpose. Mm-hmm. It has happened often. In India itself, it has happened during the license charge. 
as well as after that and even now he he gives an example in india of you know regulating the airline industry he talks about how only airlines with 5 years experience within india are allowed to apply and probably get a license to operate right. international flights now something like this which he says why is it so why can't somebody who is a good operator start operating international flights are indian lives cheaper than people abroad because you are experimenting on them for 5 years is 5 years if you think that they are not good enough to fly internationally right. so kind of anomalies exist in regulation especially in india you could say that regulation in us or uk are much more advanced and developed but then you also saw what happened in us and uk yeah. in fact the indian banking system was very well protected because of stringent regulation by the reserve bank of india absolutely and that was much appreciated after the lehman collapse and the recession that happened right. rbi was appreciated across the world they were conservative but they were not completely restrictive in that sense i remember reading about the dubai world crisis i think that was in 2008 2009 mm, and yeah. uh, their indian banks uh, wanted to invest copiously in in the real estate boom there but the reserve bank of india put a tab or a ceiling on the percentage of if you have 100 rupees you can only invest so much in real estate there and the indian banks well literally they they complained a lot but what happened later we know with the, the one of the biggest downfalls in dubai and and bank of baroda there was standard chartered there were a few banks who are still alive and well probably only because of the quote unquote conservative approach from reserve bank of india absolutely Well thanks a lot Dinesh uh, for your time. Thank you very much Abhishek. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks. I hope I have uh, conveyed a good sense of what we are trying to capture in our anniversary edition this time. Uh, thanks Dinesh. And in a way it's been a little all over the place considering the fact that there is like you said not exactly a common theme that runs through them from a yogi to a capitalist and we would love to know what our listeners think about this podcast as well as Uh, the latest uh, cover story that will hit the stands uh, today you can listen to this podcast on uh, business.in.com that's the forbes india website as well as theindicast.com and you can subscribe to forbes by messaging 51818 that's 51818 thanks a lot again dinesh you have a good time in delhi later today thank you very much abhishek